Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be recap—I mean, not recapping—previewing everything uh, that is the Clásico Joven, and then uh, we're going to give you guys up to date all things Club America. And without further ado, let me introduce tonight's co-host. It is none other than Chris Rivera himself. Chris, how are you? What's up, brother? Uh, feeling a little—not under the weather, but allergies because. California just doesn't understand seasons. I don't know if it's up there, but it was raining down here in Anaheim. So I have a little stuffed nose. But other than that, I'm ready, man. Ready to record and talk about this classical hoven. Definitely. We got a, we got some rain, too. It's been quite the, uh, quite the weird weather situation here in California. One week, it's hot. The next, it's cold. The next, it's raining. It's all over the place. But... Uh, Glad that you're ready to talk all things Club America, Classico Homing coming up, right? A lot of expectations on this game, especially because of how last season's game ended. We'll get into discussion on that and whether or not we could see a potential repeat of a 7-0. And uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Without further ado, let's get right into it, right? I, I, before we touch upon the, the subject of America versus Cruzul, uh, just a quick recap of what's been going on. In Coapa at America for this week. Um, everyone is pretty much training that we know about. Uh, Tendejas is good to go. I think he got the clear for a Saturday's game. He didn't get called up to his national team due to the whole situation that, you know, America didn't really want to release him. He is crucial for Tan Ortiz and in these type of games, especially already having an injury to his face. Uh, probably likely wasn't the right move to let him go. So are you happy, content with the fact that Sendejas gets to stay in Guava for, you know, the, the it, it makes sense. Week? I mean, last time he uh, he went, we put him right away into the into a game, and you could tell he got injured off of that game. I wish we did the same thing to the Mexican players because personally for me, there's just no point in this game. I know some people might get bothered because it's a classical and national teams, but at the same time, why are you taking? Why are we allowing four of our players? Like Araujo, okay, he doesn't really play that much. I understand. Like, you can't let him go, but everyone else is like, you no, know, they're too important, and it's way too late in the season for any injury to to happen to them. Yeah, no, of course, and I think you've been very vocal about this. Yeah, on I've been very bothered so. by that because it's like, man, why you let him go? Like. Offer players that don't like it's so pointless of a game. Like, like it, 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 it's not even fetch at FIFA, and it's like okay, like then look at the youngsters. You know, why are you taking Henry Martin, who's banged up, right? He's kind of like iffy on these on these training uh, the past two weeks, and it's like why are we letting him go? Why are they calling him up? Like, shouldn't this be for? For players, younger players that are like, oh, we just want to see how they're, they're doing. You already know what Henry is, you know? Like, I understand Malagón. Okay, you want to see what Malagón's about. But why are you taking Henry Martin? So I'm very bothered by it. By it. If an injury happens, it, it, it could potentially ruin our season. 
And you and I are very vocal about this. It's club over national team, so I don't care what the national team if they win or lose a Nations League or a Copa Oro. I don't care. Like, don't mess up our players. Yeah, no, of course, we, we need to have everyone up and running. And it does worry me a little bit because you know how these Mexico-USA games go, right? There's an intense rivalry, and sometimes these games can get a little heated. And the U.S. has a tendency of kicking some of our players in, in these instances. So I just would caution. Uh, if I was a medic, I would be like, all right, you can have them, but no more than 45 minutes kind of deal. Some, something like to yeah. have some measures, some safety measures would be nice but i mean i don't know if that's the case you know yeah that's the reason why i'm very bothered it's just like man like they call no theaters players and it's like you're doing them a favor by that you're not doing anyone else a favor you know seriously like, but i mean uh, that's that's besides the point um Pedro, you know back in training uh so that's a positive for america because you know it's it's always important to have your depth at full potential. I think the only one not training is Roger Martinez, if I'm not mistaken. And Will, we already know the situation going on there, right? Seeing his last couple of weeks as an American player, regardless of what happens at the end of the season, I think he's the one player that knows he has an exit ticket. So good to see with how things are going on in that sense. Other than that, um, is there any more updates in regard to our players that you're aware of? Well, Henry, right? I think that was the other one. That was also, oh, it was tra- training a little. Uh, yeah, Henry uh, was training on separate. the side. Yeah. But I think he's ready he's, to go. Yeah, he's doing some recovery work. Um, They're, they're, they're trying to take it light with, with what he has going on. They don't really want to push him like that, especially because of, you know, the momentum he's in. Does it kind of remind you? And, and I know I'm, I may be, you know, trying to compare or, or, or draw lines here where there isn't, but does this kind of remind you of when Benzema was injured and, and the Real Madrid like would would play him still, but slowly like they wouldn't really have before him the World Cup, right? Correct. Yeah. And then once he got there, he got like really badly injured, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, it does. Rem- it does remind me of that. Then. It, 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 which, it gives me which is why it bothered me so much, right? That he got called up and like. I understand maybe from a national team perspective, Boca just trying to catch up. But at the same time, it's like, well, damn, can't you do that without, like, like if it was Fetra FIFA, I don't care. You know what? Everyone's going everywhere. But it's like they made this game just to get money out of it. And then it's going to cost us, you know? Yeah, no, a money grabber at the expense of our players is never good. But I don't know. Henry. Here comes me with another one of my wild comparison, right? Henry kind of gives me Benzema, Benzema vibes. I know they're not the same players, and, and I don't think Henry has the capability of sometimes dribbling the way that Benzema does, but two very late bloomers in the game that are kind of killing it and tearing it up right now for their clubs pers- respectively. Uh, I don't know. what you think I'm, I'm, I'm a little crazy here for saying those things? No, because even from goal contribution, you see the... Compare, we're not comparing talent, right? We already know once Benzema, right? Another one's Henry Martin, but from goal contribution, you see like Henry is part of goals, right? Maybe it does, it does, he's not scoring them or assisting them, but he's part of the play, and you see that a lot from Benzema, especially uh, last game, right? Against Chelsea, you saw that, and you see that from Henry, he's just there, he's just 
everything. Maybe a slower version of them, right? If you try to compare uh, styles. Yeah. But, but I, get, I get exactly what you're talking about. Well, there's your Henry Martin update, ladies and gentlemen. I know, I know uh, Christian's going to be mad about that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will. But hey, that's, that's his fault for not being on here and trying to, you know, throw in his opinion in that sense. He would have give you give us a look. He would have been like, "Really? <laughs> Every player that's who you're gonna give him the player comparison?" Hey, I'm just uh, I, I just get it though. I get what, you're, what I'm what you're, seeing though. Yeah, you're talking about more style than yeah, uh, what they are. <laughs> you know, I get you. I get yeah, you. no, no, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Um, but yeah, the, those kind of the player updates right there in regards to Guapa. Everyone pretty much up and going i think we should have a full squad no one else should be out only exception of that of course is roger martinez um in other news i don't think there is anything to highlight there hasn't really been um any real kind of newsworthy outlet moment um i think not even the club has confirmed it but monterrey confirmed that they're into the concacaf champions league next year which means that our crazy math that confused everyone last podcast was accurate so yes we are officially in CONCACAF Champions League if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys listen to the last part of that podcast and you guys can be as confused as all of us um, and uh, Jose the Sabuda saying Roger Martinez sucks that's the best news of the day and Jose might have something uh, might be correct in that statement who knows uh, but all right, let's talk. Let's talk America versus Cruz Azul. And Chris, you pondered a very good question that I I, I want us to start off with that, and and maybe Perfect. just kind of introduce it to our listeners because I think it's it's it kind of sets the tone for this match. If if it, I do say it heats up stuff too, if their fan base is listening to this, right? So of course. I, so do I want me to start it off, or do you want to set it up? No, oh, go for it. Go for it. All right, so I want everyone to be involved in this. So comment if I'm wrong, comment if I'm right, know whatever your perspective is. But what I was telling Ivan was, like, I want this to just sit with you for a week because this was after the, the before the Rayados game. I told him, look, bro, we're going to do this Cruz Azul game, and I want everyone to really think about it. So for me, in my, my opinion, I think the Cruz Azul uh, quote-unquote rivalry is not a legit one. And my argument for that is, if you really look at history, it's been a one-sided beating when it comes to regular season, when it comes to uh, finals. We've destroyed them. We've, we've, I know it's, I'm not like trying to jinx us for this com- upcoming game because anything could happen. But what I'm trying to say is, you look at the history between America and Cruz Azul, the only reason there's a rivalry is because they were owned by TV Azteca. And now that they're not owned, it's not the same thing, to, in my opinion. I think you look at history, it's the one-sided beatings. We're beating them in finals. We're losing 3-0, and we end up winning 4-3. We just scored seven on them. Like, in my opinion, like, the only reason, like, we even talk about this Clásico is because their fan base is so obsessed with America. And it's, to the point, it's very cringe. Like, think about any Cruz Azul fan that you know. They hate Ochoa. They're they're competing with Santi Jimenez's success in Europe with anything any America Canterano has in Europe, right? 
like everything about them is just like an obsessive hating ex that is just like i said obsessed in in my opinion like that's the only thing keeping alive with this rivalry if you look at the our history it's one-sided we've humiliated them way too many times and i think you know i want people to really think about that you know maybe you disagree maybe you have a different perspective right because if you look at it, our our top three rivals it's them three right it's it's cruz azul it's chivas it's pumas but you kind of understand the other two more than this one pumas is the is the is the classical of, of uh academy players right you hear the academy players always talk i'll never play for pumas because i hate them you know we that's a team that we fight against every single time uh in the in the youth tournaments chivas logical right it's two biggest fan base in Mexico and we just can't stand them they can't stand us but what is Cruz Azul's rivalry like I don't understand like they used to be owned by TV Azteca and TV Azteca has an obsession with Televisa that's all it really is you even hear them in their arguments they can't stop talking about Televisa you know so in my opinion like that's just a made-up rivalry it's one-sided I, I I would go as far as saying the, like I said those the I was gonna I was gonna say Toluca has been more of a rivals, but I think that's probably a reach. But but even from uh like the only thing keeping it alive is one, we 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 see them in finals, right? And two, their their fan base is just upset. So I want you guys to just, you know, give me your, your insight on that opinion. You you bring up some really good interesting interesting points right there. I think, you know, there's there's an argument to be made with what you're saying. Right. I do think that there is maybe a lack of intensity in these past couple of classicals, but it's not to say that they haven't had our number in previous uh, occasions. Right. I mean, don't forget, it wasn't too long ago that you mentioned we got battered 4-0 by them. And so there's kind of still this kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, a sense of pride. Okay. No, then there's the competitiveness, of course, but okay. there's this sense of pride and, and ego that still is clinged onto this. And since America maybe has the upper step on this, you kind of feel like, oh, okay, like you have to go and win. And I think that forces, not to say that America never goes into any game not saying that they don't have to win, but it maybe adds a little bit of pressure because you think to yourself, we've had their number for so long. We've embarrassed them for so long. There's this added weight that you don't want to be the team or you don't want to be this you know, this team this season that doesn't get the job done like teams prior, especially in the year mm -hmm. where you're trying to be a title contender and you're trying to kind of, you know, showcase, especially after that performance against Monterrey, you want to go and you want to be able to ridicule them, but you know that you have to not feel the pressure. And it's kind of hard to do so when you do those comparisons just like that. Now, I do think that you have a very good argument, but I, I kind of want to throw it to a couple of comments here that I think are pretty. Pretty interesting. We have Jose Sepulveda saying, um, I'm going to have to disagree with your statement. I'm about 20 years older than you. So believe me, uh, this is a classico. It's, uh, what is it? Hold on, I'm trying to, it never gave bold beating them though. I'm assuming there's a I get, I get what he's saying, but, but what I'm yeah. trying to say is how it got created, right? It got created for the simple fact yeah. that they were, their ownership was rivaling our, our ownership and, and you know, do you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah, uh, obviously too, right? It's the two biggest uh, TV stations in Mexico going at it. Although, 
but I think there's more to this because actually, wasn't that the reason why they said America versus Mon- Morelia was a clásico? Yeah, like, they used to say that de, too. The Monarca right. because because it was TV Azteca's prodigy versus Club America. Yep. And I think and, I think that's and the, my thing the, is is the, but but they did it with Cruz Azul too though because Cruz Azul was the successful one. I, maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe I'm wrong in that. But my, what I'm trying to say is, you listen to their fans too, and it's all like planted in their head, like oh Televisa this, oh we hate you because of Televisa. Why you hate us because of a television program or a company, right? Like they they bring up the most irrelevant stuff and. I understand what you're saying too about about oh they beating us four zero and stuff like that. But then you think about it like no one remembers any of that. If you talk about the rivalry, right? You never think about any peak point of Cruz Azul beating us like that. I know they beating us in the final, but look at how many times yeah, we've done I'll, that. Now, now I was gonna no. say I think I I think our generation didn't suffer with what the past generation had to endure. Because Cruz yeah. Azul did have our number. Because back in the 80s, no, sorry, excuse me, the 70s, when they were this huge, you know, very successful club and they were winning championship after championship, they ridiculed us a couple of times, right? Yeah. And maybe they started making that argument and then Tebasteca gets involved and all that stuff. And, and what you kind of get into is probably more of the modern day situation. But I think that there's still a rich history behind all of this that mm-hmm. I think still merits to have a a kind of quote unquote classical tag to it, right? Obviously, the classical is always going to be the classical. That's Chivas, right? That nothing, no one's going to take anything away from that. Like that has too much uh, history embedded into it. Even the Pumas one, anything to come close uh, to it. And the Pumas one too, because Pumas. No, is, of course, is because there's our most academy most hated like team, right? And yeah. They don't yeah. like us. We don't like them. That, that to me is more of the derby that people try to say Cruz Azul is because it's the same city, you know. No, I but think that's why I question the Cruz Azul one. Yeah. You know, I get everyone's perspective. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I'm right. No, I get it. I want you guys to give me your feedback, give me your perspective. And and for me, I just started questioning it a lot. Like, I see some of these Cruz Azul fans talk about it, and it's like the same thing. Like, why do they hate Ochoa so much? You know. Like, why do they hate, hate Edson? There's some that are still obsessed with Linus, and Linus doesn't even play for us anymore. They play for Tigres. You know, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, there's too much uh, obsession over there, and I started questioning, like, well, what? Like, is it just hurt feelings? Is it just I like... Think it, I think it's hurt feelings, of course. You know, like, they still try to give this Corona and Ochoa debate, and it's like well, what are you basing it off of? You know, like, why do you never talk about Talavera, right? Or anybody. Like, it's always just them two. And then it's like, yeah, you get what I mean? So that's why I I, I thought about it. And I, you know, and I hear you guys' points. I'm not going to sit here and say you guys aren't wrong, are right. You know, I, I you guys are just completely right about, about what you're saying. But I still have my doubt about that. And rightfully so, right? Because I, I, I think you made some pretty good points in, in in your statement as well that I think merits to be kind of discussed about as well. I like crew epicness's uh comments says I love watching this classical because we win. <laughs> and yeah, true. he's not wrong technically for the past couple of years it, it's been a very favorable favorable game for, for most of for at least my life has been like that, you know? And then you talk about the finals and then 
like like I said, we're losing 3-0 and we went 4-3. I remember how mad I was when we were down 3-0. I went to my madrina's house and then I was like, I'm just going to turn on the TV while we wait because I was going to like a family party. And then like, I, I went crazy, right? Because of the comeback. And in my head, that's what the, the reason I'm questioning a lot of these things. Like, like, I don't remember any bad moment against them in my life. No, yeah. I mean, which is good. And, and that's kind of how we want to keep it going for like an eternity, if, if we're being honest. Exactly. Um, and that's why I said I think it adds a little bit of added pressure into this game that I think a lot of, because you're not the only one, but I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, you know, this is kind of like a an easy dub in a sense. And I don't think it's going to be that case. And we'll get into the details as to why, but I, I don't think we can give Cruz Azul that the the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, this is going to be an easy game. We we don't have to kind of, I don't want us to become go into this game overconfident or relaxed and then, you know, and then having our face get thrown into the mud. That's That's not also what I want. But I think the argument here you're making is, can you actually call this a classical, right? And I think there's an argument because of the history. Yes, you can. But of in recent years, right? We're talking about the past, what, five years, maybe even more. There hasn't really been a rivalry, right? Like you mentioned, it's very much a one-side beating. But it's kind of like what Carlos is saying right here, right? It's it's that the euphoria of it as well that I think helps it ride and gain and all that stuff in, in, in regards to getting traction as being called a Clásico, right? And, and there's a reason why it's called a Clásico Joven because it's, it's smaller than the rest, right? Not just time-wise, but also because of the kind of importance, if, if that's the right word to use. I don't really think it's up to the standards of an America Pumas, you know? I'll say this, though, because I don't want to completely trash them either. Out of the other rivals, Cruz Azul has been the most consistent when it comes to being competitive. People want to talk about their drought that they had in league, but they did win in other tournaments. So I'll give them that, right? I just, for me, I question it because a lot of what signif- like behind them, what what's what's behind them, what you hear, and it's just obsessed. It's just being obsessed. To me, it's like they hate us because they aren't us. I think that's the perfect example of just describing this. This, these two teams, right? They hate us because they're not us. They were owned by TV Azteca, a television uh, group, and we were owned by Televisa. And one one is one, the other one's two, and it's like bitterness, in my opinion. Even when it comes to like playing in La Azteca, they know that they're, that's not their home, but they'll they'll brag about it like it is. And it's like, come on, we know the reality of everything <laughs> with the both no, statements. <laughs> I get it. Look, I, I I get it. It's very bold, right? I get it. It's very bold. But I want everyone to just, like, hear me out. And I'm not saying I'm completely confident with what I'm saying either. But it is stuff that I just look at and observe. And it's just like, well, I don't know. Well, it is a very good observation on your part as well. So, I mean, it's, it, it brings up a good discussion. I'm not going to argue that. The fact that it, it's actually a very good conversation starter, right? Whether or not this is a classical. I want you guys to go and ask your, you know, your your um your next best America friend and ask them the question, is Cruz Azul a true rival? Can they be considered a classical? Add us too. Week? If you're listening to this add us. Yeah. Like later, add us. Give us your, your opinion, your perspective. Like, and you know what? I'm We're going to do... We... No, yeah. Who knows? I mean, 
No, no, no. I was going to say maybe we'll even do a, a, a Twitter poll on Saturday, the day of the game, and we'll and, and we'll ask the people whether or not that this is actually a classical, and and we'll let the public decide, right? So if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you guys do at EY Podcast. We're going to be over there. We have a bunch of content that we that we throw out there, a bunch of tweets that we try to interact with you guys. And so make sure you guys follow us. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw out a Twitter poll and we'll let, uh, we'll let the public decide whether or not they want to call this a true Classico, which I think there is still the argument to be made that it is. And I still, it's not that I have nerves when it comes to Brazil, but there's still kind of this jitter of like, okay, this game is, this game means something more than just three points. And I think, if and when that feeling never fades away, then I think that's when I'm kind of going to go on your side and be like, yeah, this is probably something that we can kind of, you know, take off as, as a classical in a sense. But as of right now, from what my perspective is and from what I think is going on, this, this is still a classical. And it, I'd love to hear both sides. I'd love to hear people that are on your side, Chris, and I'd love to hear people on, on my side as well. So it'd be definitely interesting. But uh there you guys have it. Chris is always the one with the bold statements here at the EY podcast. You can always, uh, <laughs> you can always expect them to have them. So I, I just kind of want to address something real quickly. Uh, Jason said, uh, America needs to qualify to conquer CAF Champions League. We actually already discussed this at the beginning of the podcast, and we discussed it last podcast as well. America has officially already secured a ticket into the CONCACAF Champions League. Now, whether they end up in the round of 16 or in the rounds prior to that is all up to them because they need to well potentially be champions in order for them to secure themselves a spot in the round of 16. I know Jose Sepulveda was asking as to how those rules work. And right now, America has secured themselves a spot because within the two seasons, which is the Apertura and the Clausura right now, adding the two tally, adding the two points that they've made together, uh, America qualifies as the second best team in the league behind Monterrey. So, if you guys want a little bit more of a conversation, I mean, an explanation, listen to the last podcast. It's a little confusing, but if you hear like three or four times over, like I did, I think, I think we make a little bit of sense, Chris. Yeah. I mean, the math hurt my head, but I think we did, we did good enough. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> and then Jason goes on to say that my profile picture looks like Bruno Valdez. And <laughs> funny enough, it's not the first time I've gotten this comparison. Uh, I keep getting it. Uh, the abundance of time whenever I would post a picture on, on Twitter or something like that they'd be like is that Bruno? especially when I was in my America jersey so I just thought that's funny but the, but the funniest comparison I've ever had or, or not I have had but the funniest comparison I've ever heard is when someone called Christian Cecilio Dominguez I absolutely <laughs> love that comparison <laughs> okay I get Ludueña but I don't get <laughs> yeah so make sure you guys go go uh Go at uh, Christian and, and you know, uh, Cecilio Dominguez. Yeah, tell him that he looks like Cecilio Dominguez. That he's Dominguez. the reason the uh, Argentinian club is disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, let's get back into the subject of America versus Cruz Azul. Um, both teams kind of looking to secure themselves three points here. Cruz Azul, quote-unquote, the home team. But like you mentioned earlier, Chris, right, there is no such thing as a home team when you're playing in our own backyard. So it's going to be interesting to see how this America side lines up. And Cruz Azul coming into this one with a draw against Leon. So I, I think um, they're, they're definitely trying to scale up the table right there in eighth place. They need three points desperately. While America also needs three points to fend away the likes of Leon, Pachuca, 
and Chivas who are trying to breathe down um, our necks. And maybe, maybe, just maybe if some results go our way, get ourselves into second place and, you know, have Toluca right behind us. Now, it's not going to be an easy task to do whatsoever, but it is it is one that needs to get done. So, uh, Chris, do you see any changes to the lineup in regards to how we went up against Monterrey to how we're going up against uh, Cruz Azul? No, I think the only question mark would be Henry, right, depending on his health. But other than that, I think we we do our our the same starting eleven. I think Fuentes okay. is staying. We see Layun there. We see Sendejas. Maybe Sendejas doesn't start. Maybe it'll be shocking. But I I think no. You're gonna see. Yeah, you're gonna see Sendejas with his Batman mask. <laughs> Bat Sendejas. Um. I don't see him changing anything either. This is, and also, by the way, for those of you that uh, need a little uh, jogger of a memory, Tan Ortiz will not be uh, on the sidelines for this one either. He's serving his second game of suspension that he picked up um, against Leon for wrestling, not come on. And so <laughs> he's, he's at WrestleMania, yeah. Uh, so he's not going to be on there either. But we didn't even touch about the, uh, talk about that during the last podcast, but I don't really think there was an effect, like a negative effect of him not being on the bench. So you can argue I mean, uh, we look better without him. Yeah, we kind of look a little bit better without him there. The um, subs weren't bad, and usually that's what you criticize Tano for the the subs. Yeah. You know? but we actually look pretty good. Hopefully, it continues yeah. into this game. I agree. So I, I think he's going to be the same starting level, right? Malagón in goal, um, Layun on the right, Fuentes on the left. Um, in the center back position, we're going to have uh, Israel Reyes and Cáceres. Will this be another game where he gets stitched up and bandaged up? We'll have to wait and see. I would put money on that, to be honest. He's, he's been bandaged up for the past four, no, excuse me, three games. This could be the fourth one in a row. So... Even before that, no, then we used to talk about his do rag. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I know AJ used yeah, to make the jokes about do rag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's gonna be your back line and in the midfield. Obviously, Fidalgo, who has a lot of criticism on him right now, Richard Sanchez. Um, on the left, you're gonna have Capsita Rodriguez. Of course, he needs to score right. Lele de Alex needs to kind of pay dividends in this. And then on the right, we said uh, Bats and Dejas. And then uh, in the center attacking mid position, Diego Valdez, a key player if America want to do something important in this game. And of course, on top, Henry, aka Benzema Martin. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, why would you move it, right? You beat Monterrey and you probably arguably looked the best you've ever had in the past couple of games. Maybe with the exception of what? Uh, a couple of minutes against Leon. I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember another game where we looked that great. Of no, the yeah. first half of Leon was terrible. You said the the last time we looked bad, right? Oh no, the last no. I said I can't remember the last time we looked this good. Oh okay, yeah. I think, I mean, I like it. I, there's no reason for us to move anything. I think, like I said, the only one that you kind of you might not start is Henry because of his whole just hasn't been training, hundred percent, but. I think he plays. I think I, I think they they, they have a lot of trust in. Him. No, of course I, I I do think that he starts too, but let's say in a crazy world Henry doesn't get the start. 
and Vinas does. How confident are you in Vinas if he does get the start? I mean, you know how hard I criticize him, but I think I think he wouldn't be that bad. If I'm being honest, I think I think he's a good link up player, and I think a player like that could make Cabecita, Valdez, and Sendeja look really good. Honestly, honestly but he just can't be the that you can't overfeed him. I don't think he'll ever yeah be a top scorer like that. But I do think he's a really good link up player. This it'd be interesting to see, like for whatever reason, right? They're like, you know what? We don't want to risk Henry. Venus is coming off a great goal against Monterrey. Let's 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 throw him to the wolves. Let's see what he's capable of. That that'd be a huge statement by Tan Ortiz. But again, I don't think he will. Henry, I think is fine. I don't think he's uh, he's any risk of not starting this game. So this turn eleven should be intact the same way you saw it against monterrey is the same way you're gonna probably see it against um uh, against cruz azul so I, I talked a little bit about uh fidalgo a lot of criticism on his department right now what do you think's been wrong with fidalgo for for a second here he hasn't seemed like the player of the past and let's face it last season when he played against cruz azul he had one of his best games ever you know, is this a game where he finally kind of wakes up and maybe takes that, you know, mantle back as being the talisman in the midfield? I think it's possible. I mean, Fidalgo hasn't had a, one of the worst seasons. Like, he's not bad or bad. It's just not what we came to looking at, right? I think uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. I think a lot of people are hasn't really paid attention to Cruz Azul. They're not ta- they're not scoring like crazy. But if you, if I'm not mistaken, they've only sc- gotten scored twice since uh, Duca got, uh, was assigned as a coach. So I think it's going to be a very defensive game, and I think uh, Fidalgo is going to have to win those midfield that those midfield battles whenever we get countered, if that's the approach they go with. I just kind of want to read a little bit of what Crew Epicness says. He is he's been losing the ball a lot more and doesn't seem to fight as hard. And this is coming from a Fidalgo stand. So, he, you know, it's a little hard for, for us stands to criticize our own players. But when we do, I think that's a showcasing of something isn't clicking. And I do think that it's, I don't think it's necessarily worrisome. But I, I do think that there's this added pressure to Fidalgo that he needs to find a way to ride through and, 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 and play through this. Again, I, no one's ever going to doubt the talent that this that this guy has, right? I was going to call him a kid, yeah. but then I remember he's 24 years old. There's no <laughs> such thing as a kid anymore at that age. Um, he's talented. He's capable of doing things. And I don't know what's going on, but it, something needs to be a wake-up call for him. And if we weren't so late into the season, I would say bench him, right? Kind of wake him up, snap him That's out of it. That's tough, too. That's tough to say because... Yeah, no, like, I know, but but we're not you know, you like we're not in a position either, to no. do that right now. Let's just face it, we're not in a position to bench him. We we kind of have to ride or die with Fidalgo. So, um, and you know, it did all this heavy criticism. Who knows? He might go out there, he scores a hat trick, and then we're over here all looking like fools. So, right. Well, the, the most frustrating thing is his decision making, especially last game. Yeah, I don't know if it was just me, but he also gave awful passes. Like I said, like I said in this last podcast, but. There's moments where he could have just shot, but he doesn't have the confidence in shooting from distance. I don't know why. I would assume he has a has a foot for it, right? Because I mean, he has every. He's a very good. I mean, you saw midfielder. last season against Cruz Azul. Yeah, yeah. And for me, just like 
he'll try to pass it into tight coverage and it's like come on man like you have the best option and you go with the worst option right if you're not confident yeah, he, in shooting yeah. from distance then okay like pass it back don't just give it away to like tight coverage maybe if it does go through as a goal right and we praise you but if it's a difficult pass or or shot just don't don't take it like it's okay like, you can pass it back we saw it with in the solari era that like, you don't if it's not there you're not gonna waste it right a lot of people would get frustrated, but at least personally, like, I would understand. Okay, bro, like, you're just you're just not gonna give away the ball like that. I respect that. Yeah, no, I I do agree that sometimes he tries to force a pass a little bit too much, which I I I don't really see why. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, all this criticism is for a reason, and hopefully, he can turn it around and right have praises the way he's been having them for a while because. There's a reason why the Americanismo fell in love with him, and now he just has to continuously give them a reason to do so because this season has not been it for him. And uh, well, we'll see what happens. You know, another interesting topic that I kind of wanted to discuss when we we're talking about the starting eleven is Luis Fuentes, right? Someone that appeared out of the random, and it was probably due to the fact that Chavez wasn't doing his job. But I don't know. Did you hear uh, on Twitter? That apparently he did not play a couple of games due to the fact that America doesn't want to renew his contract automatically. It makes sense. I mean, it's kind of lousy of us to do it, if I'm being honest, but it makes sense. Like, older player that you just want, you know, you just want to get rid of because not get rid of, but I do think it's, it's time to look for someone in that position, right? Omar Campos from Santos has been rumored a lot which I would absolutely love, but you got to get rid of uh, one of the, the the left backs in order to open up space for that. And Let's be honest, it's probably easier to get rid of Fuentes than it is to get rid of uh, Chavarreyes. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the easier output. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, America kind of doing Fuentes dirty when Fuentes has probably been one of the more loyal servants on, on this side. But, I mean... I mean, I guess you're not wrong in saying that it, it's no surprise either, too, because he is aging, and apparently America is looking into the possibility of obviously bringing in someone else and having Fuentes go. But in the drastic situation that America is not able to get a left back, they'd be willing to renegotiate his contract for another six months. His Fuentes has been on this six-month contract like crazy, and it's yeah. it's crazy that <laughs> he keeps getting renewed. He left. He left, and in the he end left. of the transfer window, we signed him back. He's like, "Hey," they probably right, texted like, him like at two in the morning, like, "Hey, you up?" <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's crazy. But, I mean, I, I don't mind him on the team, but I but if the if the approach is, "Hey, we're gonna go somewhere younger," and we know that Baños is not good at getting rid of players. You got to get rid of the players, right? And that's that's Fuentes. Yeah. I know. Well, I think most people would agree that Luis Fuentes has been better than Chavarres, but maybe Chavarres' contract isn't easy to just move, right? I don't know how long he's he has his contract with us, but it could just be one of those things where it's not easy, it's too much, no one's gonna take it, and we have this horrible habit of sending players on loan and we pay their whole contract. And I'm sure America's not trying to do that anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Jason put a, Jason said, damn, Fuentes has been very reliable. He's like a 2000s Honda with 200k miles and still running good. <laughs> that, that is the best comparison I have ever heard in my life for Luis Fuentes. <laughs> Shout out to Jason for that comment. Um, absolutely spot on right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's the most reliable player that America has, but he's also the most oldest player that America has. And I think that's the reason why they're hesitant on getting uh, getting him that extension. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's your starting 11. And I think coming into this game, we mentioned that there's kind of this added pressure because if it's a quote-unquote classical. And I'm honestly, because of the last beating, I think it adds even more pressure to America doing. I'm not saying that they have to go out there and win 7-0 again, Chris, but don't you think that there's this added pressure that you have to kind of follow up the second act? It's like when a movie does really good and then you you have to go and make a sequel, you know? Yeah. I'll put it in boxing terms. You can't fight with your hands down because that other guy already knows that you knocked them out and this is the rematch. But if you go down with your, you put you put your hands down, that guy's going to try to do the same damage that you gave him. And I think America needs to be ready for anything, right? Maybe they come in with, not, you know, I, I heard Richard say, they asked him if, if, if they're scared of us, right? And Richard said they, they probably are scared. But, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not going to go in there swinging, you know? So if, I think America needs to just have their hands up, ready for anything and ready to punch back, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And then I saw that too, where Richard was like, yeah, they're probably, but he's like, I don't like to talk outside of the pitch. I like to do all of my talking inside. So it looks like this team mentally is prepared for this game. There's a lot on the line in regards to this, right? Three points, the classical kind of nostalgia, the braggy rights, yada, 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 and the history of having to continue to be the team that humiliates Cruz Azul. Like, that's the reality of it. So I think they're going to go in that knowing that. And to be honest, this is another perfect game to keep working at getting better as a team. You saw a great game against Monterrey, but you didn't see a great defensive game in that one. And this might be a chance where, again, you step it up. You give Cabecita a goal or two, or you give Diego Valdez the confidence to keep going. Give him a goal. Give Henry another goal for the league uh, the league leader title, right? Give Sendejas going yeah. that he looked absolutely hungry. So keep feeding your attackers, work on the defensive side of things, and keep implementing your game because you know deep down inside that the Ligia is right around the corner and you need to start building up some form. You need to go into the Ligia hot and ready. And this is the game to do it, right? If Monterrey was the catapult, then Cruz Azul, Pumas, and Juarez need to be the steady road that's going to get you to the Ligia in order to kind of cement yourself as the team that you want to be. So that way you go into the quarterfinals, knock it out of the ballpark, get into the semifinals, get through that hump that's been a hump for the past couple of years for America, and then get yourself into a final and go from there. What do you want to see from America this Saturday, Chris? What, what do you want to see for a good, solid match? Uh, I, I, so I don't want to underestimate them, right? I know I just went on some little rant about how it's not a classical and whatnot. Well, forget what I said from a history standpoint, but I want them to have the mentality of this is Chivas all over again, right? I want that mentality. 
So I want them to approach it just like Chivas and go for those goals early and have their fans just like we had Chivas fans leaving in the 35th minute. Like, I want that. Now, I also understand that Cruz Azul under Tuca is a very good defensive team, right? So we really have to break through. And I think a perfect way for me to, for us to start the game is to just score early. Score early and be like, know that, hey, like on a counter, like they, they're, they're going to they're gonna be defending either way, but we got to like just pressure, pressure and score early. And funny enough that you talk about that early goal, and it's something that we've kind of preached about for the past couple of games. We haven't had an early goal since the game against um, Chivas, right? And I said that America has a tendency of scoring within the first half, right? They love a first half goal, especially an early goal at that. But we haven't seen that in the past couple of games, right? The frustration of the first half against Leon, right? The uh, kind of bad luck to concede first against Monterrey. But now we need to flip the script and be the ones kind of controlling the game from the get-go. Get that early goal, like you mentioned, and kind of then dictate the play, right? Because you mentioned it. It's going to be a Cruz Azul side that's going to be well-organized in the back. It's going to be a little bit more difficult for America to break it down. Although we know that this team has a, a, a really smart way of penetrating defenses when they do try to sit back. It's not the prettiest of things, and sometimes Dominica does have to be a little bit patient. But if you're able to break through, get yourself a goal, then that obligates Duca to try to find something different, right? And maybe open themselves up to being more vulnerable to attacks. And America, with the snatch and grab, oof, that is, uh, that is our bread and butter. America loves the counterattack whenever they get the opportunity because the speed and pace that we have and the precision that we have, although we didn't see it so much against Monterrey, but the precision we have moving forward with our passes within the final third has been very good. I don't know if you've noticed it, but sometimes when America gets into like kind of these little one-two passes in tight spaces, we look very comfortable. Like we we, we don't look like in previous years where you think, ah, oh, this might just end up with us losing the ball and getting counted. But we actually find ways to get the ball kind of fluidly moving from one player to the next. So I think that's, you know, a plus on America. And now going into this game, knowing that you're going up against a very good, well tight defense, you gotta find a way to get those kind of small passes going and break that line, penetrate the defense, get a goal, and then manage the game from that point on. So I agree with you, Chris. I think an early goal is crucial, if not detrimental to this America side. Because the last thing you want, honestly, is going into the half, going 0-0 and thinking, well, you know, this is not the way that we expected this game to go. And it definitely was not the way that this game went last season. Yeah, and also, like, their attack isn't really, like, impressive, in my opinion. So, I think just being, I don't want to say over overconfident, but just knowing, like, if we score first, they're not going to be this big threat, you know? Because if they, if they score first, then they're comfortable with like, saying, like, all right, you guys can pressure us all game long now. Like, we're confident you're not going to get that goal, right? Well, if we get the first goal, well, now they're the desperate ones. And now now they have to go and pressure. And I don't think they have the players. Maybe I'm wrong, right? I'm looking at it from a paper standpoint. But to me, they're not necessarily that impressive offensively compared to how the last few games they've looked defensively. Agreed. Well, we'll still have to wait and see what we 
we'll ultimately see on Saturday. But it's going to be interesting. No, nevertheless, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think I need to see. I think we mentioned already Fidalgo having a much better game. Um, Richard orchestrating uh, the passes the way that he's been doing. And he gets sometimes very high up in the attack, which leads Fidalgo to do a little bit of the tracking back. But it works. I don't know why, but it just it, it, it tends to work for America, the, the way that these two play together. Um, and then Diego Valdez, right? When he's on it, he's on it, and we've seen such a good America side when he does. So I think that triangle of midfield has to do, has to perform a really good game in order to kickstart this America and, I mean, kind of just run with it until you get to the league and keep going from there. Yeah, this is where the momentum needs to start, right? I know we've, it's not like we're losing games or anything, but this is where. It's important to just look impressive from here on out, heading into Ligia. Because once we get Ligia, like I like like we we get a week off, right? Once if we make Ligia, and a lot of the time that week off kills a lot of momentum. Well, I would like us to look really really good to the point where the momentum doesn't die off, right? Like how we looked last year with against Puebla. Just, we we really gotta treat these three last three games as 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 the best workouts, right? The best everything. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Uh, crew Epicness saying, I just don't like that Fidalgo waits for the refs to stop the game because of a foul. But more times than not, they don't stop the game and we lose the ball because he stops uh, in his tracks. And and I've noticed that a lot because he kind of just wants to feel protected by the referees. And... You have to play to the whistle. Like, let's be honest. You know, and at this point, <laughs> with our with with our trajectory with the referees these past couple of seasons, I don't think we should even ever rely on a referee to call or to make the right call. You know, so if I'm Fidalgo and if you're listening to this Fidalgo, just keep playing, right? You just got to keep playing. If you're listening to this, send Christian a signed jersey because he loves you too much. <laughs> yeah, send send Crew Epicness and Christian a jersey because they're yeah. they're your two biggest fans. So your stands, you gotta go shout out to you. Your stands, there you go. Um, I don't know, but let's 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 talk predictions here. What uh, what are you expecting on Saturday? Uh, I'll say a, a two zero. I think. I think we get the clean sheet just because I don't think they're that offensively good. I don't have everything on in front of me, right? So maybe I'm wrong, but but the last few games in Stuka, they've only been able to they've been able to win games and tie games without receiving goals. But I, I don't think they're 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 that great offensively. Like I'm not afraid of Antuna. I'm not afraid of who's the striker. It's a uh, is it still Morales? No, right? Um yeah. uh, let's see. Their striker <laughs> is Sorry, I'll tell you right now. That's how like right bad I don't, I don't not bad, but how much I don't think their offense is that good. I know it's Antuna and I know it's a. Uh, it's Antuna and Estrada. Well Estrada, Estrada. Right? Estrada. And then there's a who's their their left side? Cuesca. Yeah, see like stuff like players like those Rodrigo are, Cuesca. Yeah. And I know Escobosa is going off for them, but it's Escobosa. Like I'm not that. Like they don't. It doesn't scare <laughs> yeah. me. You get what I'm trying to say? Like I think, and then it's a, yeah, it's a no. former teammate, so I'm sure we'll get the best out of. Like I, we'll we'll beat them. You get what I mean? So 
I think I think a two zero, maybe three. I think our offense is gonna be comfortable, it's gonna be flowing, and I think we're gonna score. I just love the fact that I'm hearing a clean sheet. That's 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 music to my ears right now. To me, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's bad offense or bad uh, defense, and I think defense is gonna win. In my opinion, and then it's Tuka ball, right? Like it's Tuka ball is very defensive. It's very like stay back. Even a zero zero is possible. If I'm being honest with you, but I think yeah, our no, offense you're not, is gonna, you're not wrong. Yeah, but I think our offense is gonna be a little. Well, let's see. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um. We'll have to wait and see in that sense. So you're going with a 2-0, potentially 3-0 victory for America. I like it. I love it. Clean sheet. I'm all I'm here for it all day, every day. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go with a 3-0. I'll be the one to say 3-0 on this one. I know it seems like we're very confident, and I mean rightfully so with the game that we had against Monterrey, and if we can break down this cruise suicide the way that I'm projecting them to do so, then then we're the real deal. So America has to yeah. go step up. 3-0 would absolutely love it. Now, I personally will not have the luxury of being able to watch this game to my fullest detail. It is my baby shower this Saturday. So it's gonna be a little bit difficult to try to, you know. I will I will be watching it. Don't worry. Don't don't think I won't be. I'll, I'll find a way to escape to the bathroom and catch a couple minutes here and there. But um I'll 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 definitely be very much uh, you know. Highlights. Attentive to our coverage to the and 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 the highlights on Twitter as well. So make sure you guys follow us on uh, on the podcast uh, Twitter as well. So you guys keep you guys up to date and everything. Uh, Jason saying congrats. Thank you again so much, Jason. Thank you to everyone really actually who's uh, come out and say congratulations to uh, to us and and so meaning from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for everything in that aspect and uh, looking forward to. Uh, to, to that day and uh, what better way to top off the the baby shower than by uh announcing the result to to everyone at the party and saying america's not only done it but they've embarrassed cruz azul yet again <laughs> hopefully man hopefully and then it's gonna be really fun when we record again no man it'd be amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing um but uh I mean, do you do you got anything else to add on before we kind of wrap it up here? So I was going to ask you and the viewers, which has been outside of finals, which has been, or not outside of finals, but outside of league finals, which has been your favorite Kusasul win? Ooh. Outside I got one. Finals. It's random. I got one. It's pretty random. I have one too. And, and this one always sticks to my mind. Because I don't know why, but it was when they were still playing in the Estadio Sur, and it was oh, I can't remember the year. But Cabañas and Ochoa were like, you know, V two, and I was just remember Cabañas like, nah, I don't, I don't, I just remember Cabañas like chipping, yeah. freaking Josgar Gutierrez. I'd have to find out that game, but maybe that one and. I remember one. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. That seven zero was probably one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) I can't eat on it. Yeah, mine is the final. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, not like just league. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. That one was the Interliga final. I I don't know if you guys remember that game, but I remember that game a lot because I gave myself a a fever. Like, 
it's funny. I was young. I was a kid, and I was stressing over that game so badly. <laughs> and that's why I remember that 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 game specifically because we ended up winning, and we ended up going to Libertadores. If I'm not mistaken, right? Because of that win. Yes, yes, because the Interliga at that point gave you um a straight ticket to the uh, Libertadores. To the Libertadores. So I I remember that game clearly too. It was it was a stressful one. It was lie. like back and forth. It was like it was similar to that three three game against Chivas, in my opinion. Because it was like they scored, we scored, they scored like that type of game. And if I'm not mistaken, it ends in a penalty session, right? Penalty shootout. Yes, correct. And we we have to go yeah. all the way to the penalties. Yep. And that's that's the reason why I choose that game. Because for me, like I gave myself a fever. I don't even know how old I was. I think I was middle school, maybe a little bit younger. But I remember like everyone was in my parents' room and they were making fun of me. I got all red and mad. <laughs> and then we won and I went crazy. But that's the one that stands out. Oh yeah. I uh Yeah, I I I remember that game clearly too, because there was here at in well, Carson. Yeah, the the, so, the stadium that changes every name every five yeah, weeks. It was a home. It was a Home Depot the Center home at Depot. that point. But yeah, it was a Home Depot <laughs> Center. <laughs> but I kind of want to read a little bit here. Uh, Jason saying, uh, "I mean, the four three comeback was amazing, but that seven zero was so fun." And it's kind of hard. I, I think a lot of fans will say either one of those two games, just because of the epicness of both. To be honest, I mean, yeah. really. So, I, 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 there's been a lot of America, good America, Cruz, America versus Cruzul games, and uh, I'm, I'm and it's, a, it's been very stuff. fun for us, by the way. <laughs> That's why I wanted yes. to ask you, like, which one has been your favorite? There's a lot of games that we could we can name, you know, and especially when Chaco Jimenez was always talking crap about us, and we always beat them. <laughs> it just makes it so much better. <laughs> Ricardo going with a 3-1 victory, uh, saying, Gana el ave de las tempestades. Nothing beats the Very finals, though. I agree. I agree. Nothing beats yeah, nothing, nothing's ever going to beat the final, obviously. That's going to be the, the final 2013 the yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's the final for America. So, I think America has two finals that, you know, are, we'll say are the finals of those centuries, right? It is yeah. the one against Chivas and then the one against Cruz Azul. I think those are the two finals of each century, respectively speaking. So, very much interesting in that sense. Um, but you know what? I think that wraps it up for us. I think we've had a good time here. We've had, uh, we've had yeah. some fun talking Cruz Azul. I ranted. Like, this is, I ranted yeah, for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I it, it was you. a good conversation. Thank you for, for allowing me to do that because I've always tried to chill with that. But, I mean, a lot of people don't agree with it. A lot of people might agree with it. At the end of the day, I think it was a yeah. perfect topic, right? Because I think, like, I just want to know, like, what does it mean for all of you, that 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 game, right? And if, for me, I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything, but, like, one of the homeboys said, we always win that those classicals against them. So if that's all it means, you know, I can't hate on it. Then it's the perfect classical for me because we're always going to win. Yeah, it was crew up next saying that he loves these games because yeah. we always have a we tendency win. of winning them. So, that's the classic so, yeah. That's the I have it. Then, then I so can't be hit it. On it. It's perfect. 
absolutely agreed on that since well uh that kind of does it for us chris any last words before we wrap it up here uh, no just everyone take care of each other you know uh, i don't know if you guys are in california we're in california take care of your allergies because this weather is just bipolar very bipolar <laughs> Chris is going to want to want this segment to be sponsored by Claritin and clear. So. Yeah, man, as long as I'm not sneezing <laughs> like crazy. Absolutely agreed. Well, I just want to say thank you to all of you guys who came out here tonight to have fun with us here and talk all things America, crew epicness, Jason, Carlos Diaz, um, Ricardo, uh, who else am I missing here? Uh, really, honestly, honestly, everyone, Jose Sepulveda right here as well on the chat, and all of you guys who said congratulations, uh, thank you so much, and and it means the world to me to have you guys' support and, and for you guys to congratulate me. It's such a big moment in my life, and I'm honored to be able to share it with all of you guys, really, and it means the world. So thank you guys so much. Again, we'll be back next week to talk things, all things America. Follow us over on Twitter as we'll, be guys, as we'll keep you guys covered with all things Globe America in English. And maybe you guys can vote on our Twitter poll as to whether or not this America versus Cruz Azul is still considered a Clásico. All right, Chris, I just want to say thank you so much for coming out. And uh, as always, guys, take care and we'll see you guys soon. Until next time. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.